to Grownish. This is our very first episode on our first podcast together. It's Brooklyn Beatty and Josh Williams. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited. I almost just froze just in in, in, in just excitement. My face I've heard like of that. frozen fear before, but you froze in joy. <laughs> I did. I did. My face is just stuck because with a Because it's big really happening. We've been talking about this. Have we actually been talking about this? Probably for almost a full year now, yeah? Uh, easily. Easily? I don't know. I mean, we joked about it because around this time last year is when we were both talking about starting our own podcast separately. And we're like, you know what? We we vibe together pretty well. We should do one together. And we're like, ha ha, yeah, we should do one together. And here we are. Here we are. later. Finally, We're yes. doing it. Oh, I'm so excited, Brooklyn. All right. So if you're wondering what this podcast is about, it's pretty simple. We're both 26. We're both, you know, we're not quite adults yet, but we're definitely not young youths anymore. <laughs> we're kind of stuck in the middle. So that's why it's called Grownish. Because to be honest, we're just trying to figure things out day by day. You hear a lot of ish here. Lots of ish. <laughs> which, I th- oh, go ahead. Which I did learn last night, though, that Grownish is actually a television show. I heard that too, and I didn't know that I actually. It was blackish. Well, I think it's a spinoff of that show. That's what they told me. And I didn't know about that show until I, you know, suggested this as a title for a podcast. And then I was like, I was actually told, hey, that's a TV show. And I, I wondered if that was going to be a problem. But you know what? Podcast TV shows, they're, they're separate things. Good. We're good. doing okay, but you know what? I, I think That's it's a TV show because there's lots of people out there that are in the same position we are. Absolutely. We're Two trying to figure things rooms. out. We've got a quarter century under our belt. How about that? Doesn't it make you feel <sighs> old when you think about that? It does make quarter me feel century. old. And you know what makes me feel even older is when I'm realizing people who are turning, you know, 18, 20, they were born in the 2000s. Ooh. That's what gives me the EBGBs. Even though I was born in 1994, that's really not that far off. 94 until infinity. It still makes me feel so old. And you know what's going to be even weirder? When we have kids someday and they're like, you were born in the 1900s. You know (laughs) they're going to make us feel super, super old. I can't imagine being an old person yet. um, Because yet, although we've only had a quarter century under our belt, we still have so much to go. Yeah, hopefully. That's what this grownish thing is about, yeah? I know. And I think the best part about us is even though we are still just trying to figure it out, we're in two totally different like areas in our lives right now. Every day you remind me of this, Brooklyn. Hey, it's not a day. bad thing. No, no, no. It's no, not, no. A, it's bad not thing. a bad thing. It's not a bad so thing. So if you're wondering what we're talking about and the reason we wanted to do this podcast in the first place. So like I said, we have a lot in common. We're the same age. We've worked for the same company for the past year. We're good friends. But at the same time, there's a lot of differences. The biggest one being I just, you know, I, I have a boyfriend. He has a son. We live in a house. I actually live in Middlebury, Indiana, if you've ever heard of it. It's a little town. Out in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by Amish Amish people. (laughs) You know, one time I told someone I lived in Middlebury and they just looked at me and said, Amish. And I was like, yep, you know exactly where I'm talking about. So that's kind of where my life is right now. And Josh is living a totally different life. Tell him about it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm a a single 26 year old here, um, obviously male uh, going through this. And uh, it, it's been interesting. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'm a broadcaster, um, kind of stuck in between. Uh, do I still carry on uh, sports or do I maybe dabble in, you know, the other side of broadcasting? So those are kind of my professional trials and tribulations, um, although I do play by play broadcasting. So don't be surprised sometimes if uh, Brooklyn uh, might give us one of those stories and uh, I might have to give the play by play of what happened in between there. So, you know, if you've ever heard of Joe Buck, you know, absolutely. We're going to get the Fox Sports breakdown Who? of Joe Buck. <laughs> okay, don't worry. We'll explain that for Brooklyn later on uh, down the road. But uh, 
that's kind of me. So yeah, I'm a single man uh, while Brooklyn over here has a almost a family strapped down and ready to roll. So ooh, our stories are going to cross over unbelievably. And even professionally, like you're talking about, you know, you're the sports guy, you're the go-to for that kind of thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Like 99% of the time, I am a uh, news reporter. <laughs> Went to school for that, graduated, went right into news, and I co-host Michiana's Morning News with John Zimney in the mornings on MNC, and occasionally Josh will fill in and do sports, and I'm just going to be honest, as cool as sports sound, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know any of those people. I don't... I can watch football and basketball and cheer when I need to cheer, and that's where it ends. So I'll be honest. <laughs> Although they are quite happy when I do cho- or choose to show up in the morning and play uh, play-by-play bites from the previous night's games uh, because that, apparently that makes them very happy and excited and at least captures, it sounds their, cool. <laughs> captures their attention for, you know, 10 seconds. Yeah, so that's basically us. We wanted to do the podcast because we feel like we're relatable. You know, we we don't know what's going on in the world, but we're, we're trying the best we can. That's all I can, can ask. The best we can. Absolute best we can. So I thought for the next part of this podcast, we should just do a rapid fire type interview and just ask each other questions to get to know each other a little better. Let our rapid listeners fire. get to know us a little bit better. And I'm talking about questions, anything under the sun. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite subject in school and where was your favorite vacation? Anything that you can think of. So stay with us because that's what we're going to have coming up next. And welcome back to Grownish Episode 1. I'm Brooklyn Beatty with Josh Williams, and we are going to head right into rapid-fire questions. I thought this would be a great way to just let you get to know us a little bit better for our first episode. So Josh has his first question for me, and I'm going to give you a disclaimer here. Neither of us know what these questions are ahead of time, so just a heads up. And I know she's looking at me over here right now, like sinisterly, like saying like, oh, uh, let me see what these questions are going to be about. But I promise you, mine are, are definitely like innocent i'm a little bit nervous mine are innocent okay so i'll start you off my first question okay what's the best thing that's happened to you this month this month okay what even month is it it's november (laughs) oh is it cheesy to say we're starting this podcast Uh, i feel like that's really cheesy but it's not too cheesy i don't know i mean exciting i'll be honest heading into this month it kind of counts halloween is like my favorite thing ever so I feel like that's kind of heading into November, but it was October. So I really, really enjoyed <laughs> Halloween this year, uh, even though it was like not super fun because of COVID. But yeah. we still made it work. I dressed up as a witch. Okay. And okay. walked my two-year-old stepson around the block, and he was dressed up as a race car driver. So she that was really fun. still got purple hair. Uh, yeah. I always got purple hair. Come on. It's not part of the costume. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was good. And I feel like it's cheating to say this podcast, but hey, I'm going to be honest. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. So yes. the fact that it's actually happening, I'm excited. I love it. I love okay, it. Okay. You know what? Let's ask you a question. What TV show are you binge watching right now? Oh, I just finished The Crown season four. The Crown. I've never even heard of it. Wow. You need to. Netflix. What it's is it about, about? Uh, Queen Elizabeth and basically her family's life journey into where she's at now. So you see the culmination from a, a young princess and even before that from a girl who literally is like seventh, eighth in line and throne and her uncle's the king to her king abdicating the throne and then her dad now becoming king. And now her life changing forever because now this like six, seven year old girl 
and Queen Elizabeth just found out that she is going to become queen mm-hmm. eventually one day. That and sounds right, pretty interesting, actually. Get this, it gets better. And like in the first season, like three episodes, four episodes in, at age like 1921, okay. Queen Elizabeth, her dad dies of cancer. Just so dramatically while she's on a uh, Commonwealth trip to Africa. Yeah, going around to the Commonwealth and, and just visiting. They, they There's no telephones back then. So they couldn't, Buckingham Palace couldn't radio. It didn't say Queen Elizabeth. Send a letter by horse or? No, they had to send basically her her own, um, which they call them like spokesmen now. Okay. Had to come find her on mm-hmm. that trip. Randomly came out there and boom. Uh, yeah, I know I'm, I'm going on a little tangent here. Brooklyn's hey, like, it's okay. Look. It's okay. It's exciting though. Yeah. So I, I binge watched the crown and, um, I think it's, uh, it goes back on that premise that, um, for those that don't know, I love to learn and, um, something about the whole monarchy Royals, um, over there in Europe is extremely fascinating because it's something that we just don't have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never probably will. I think the closest things that we ever had to that was, uh, John F. Kennedy, you know? In terms of like royal monarch, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. The Kennedy family probably was the closest thing to that. So, yeah, uh, that's my little. Maybe I'll check it out because that sounds pretty good. It I'm is like so good deep in my own show right now, but I've been adding to a list of things I want to see when it's done. So, what's your binge show before I oh, ask you? The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of people judge me for this, but I am super into the supernatural. I love all that kind of stuff. I'm judging. Um, I actually <laughs> laughed. It was just last night. Actually, I was on Netflix and I opened up my account, and the most three recent shows that I watched were Lucifer. Supernatural and Vampire Diaries. So I don't know what that says about me, but I am in love with it. I'm almost done. I only have like two seasons left, but I have laughed and I have cried with those people. I am very deep into their storyline. And I mean, I like to learn too, don't get me wrong, but when I'm watching TV, I like the fake, like just supernatural fantasy stuff because I'm trying to escape, you know? Do you have a coffin in your house? <sighs> not yet. Not no, I'm yet. Just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. that's so creepy. No, is- <laughs> I would never. I'm not that creepy. I promise. No, I- listen, stop. I truly believe one day in, in this life of yours, Brooklyn, you're going to have a coffin in your house. Just lay there with my arms crossed and take a nap. It's going to be your nap coffin. Okay, whatever. All right. Well, it's your turn to ask me a question now, <laughs> okay, I think. Okay. Okay. What is one thing that you still have from your childhood? Oh. I know. I know, right? That's a really good question. I have a couple things. The one that popped into my head... I don't know if this is embarrassing, but I have a stuffed animal that I'm like super attached to. Aww. I don't sleep with it anymore, but his name is Taffy <laughs> and I got him on my sixth birthday and I'm 26 now. So I've had him for 20 years and he's like really matted and grungy and gross because I <laughs> he was one of those stuffed animals where he just took everywhere you went. Aww. And this is a really weird memory, but I'm going to share it. Do it. My grandma. Um, I was really close to my grandma back when she was alive. When I was a kid, I'd be over there all the time and I brought the stuffed animal with me over there all the time and she told me it needed to have a bath one day she's like i need to wash it because it's gross well apparently i don't know if it was just from her generation or what but she told me that you could wash stuffed animals in oatmeal but the dry oatmeal not like it's cooked but like the oats Mm. so i have this vivid memory of being like six or seven years old and my grandma shaking my stuffed dog around in a bag of oats (laughs) And I swear it smelled like oatmeal for years. And did that dog get clean? No, that did not work. So heads up, if anyone ever wants to wash anything in oats, it's it's fake. Don't it's not real. I know that's super weird, but it's one of those memories that you have as a kid and it just sticks with you forever. So does the smell of oatmeal just remind I, you of stuffed animal? A little bit. And it's, it, I almost feel like that dog still smells like that, but I think it's just in my head now. What kind of stuffed no animal way. was it? It's just like a little beanie baby dog. 
a little Beanie Baby Don. Yeah, Aww. he's my fave. Aww, so I have adorable. him. I'm not gonna lie, I have him in my closet at home right now, and he will probably stay there for the rest of my life because you have those things that you're just attached to. Yeah. So of course, of course. exactly. Um, I kind of answered this earlier talking about Halloween, but what's your favorite holiday? Ah, uh, favorite holiday. You know what? It was always Christmas, and uh, and you know I, I'm a family oriented guy. You know, my my parents were divorced, so I kind of grew up on the mom's side. So very tight knit community uh, style of family there. Christmas always that holiday that we all got together, and uh, it just seems like when I think about some of my childhood memories, some of them revolve around that Christmas holiday. Not because of all the presents, but just because I I distinctly remember being able to go from one room in the house to the next room and just family everywhere mm-hmm. and now looking as we get older this grownish concept you know it kind of you look it back in perspective and say wow you know those were really good memories there because you just remember that fullness of family and so heading into the holidays this year where a lot of folks probably aren't going to be able to experience that fullness mm-hmm. just because of covid limitations you know I, it, it makes me kind of revisit those memories and just Look back fondly on them. Oh, I know, I know. So sweet, <laughs> but know. seriously, no, that's cute. Yeah. I I totally get that feeling because something about the holidays it just brings you that warm feeling. No yes. matter if you're with a ton of family, if you only have one or two family members, like I was actually listening to Christmas music in my car earlier. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh. I know. Oh. I usually wait until after Thanksgiving. Wow, you're but I'll a tell savage. you what. No, just no, listen, 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 listen. With the year that we've had this year. I deserve this. You do. Okay. Okay. And okay. I'm drinking a pumpkin iced coffee because I'm still half fall, but I'm listening to Christmas music. Have you bought your eggnog yet? I have never had eggnog. Wow. So Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve over here does not have. No. You know what I drink? My family tradition is we drink mimosas in the morning while we unwrap gifts. Ooh. And so for years now, me and I'm my aristocrat, mom. Aristocrat, I see. Well, yeah. You know, here's what it is. <laughs> um. And my no one else, no one else really participates. Like my sisters might have a little bit, but me and my mom every year, that's like our thing. And my grandma okay. too, my grandma was alive because she would always spend the night on Christmas Eve with us and wake up in the morning at our house. And so the three of us would always pop a bottle of champagne, pour some orange juice, and I would get a little tipsy while we open gifts. Oh, so I'll be doing that this year, even if it's just at my own house. But you know what? You do that uh, for the uh, grandma angels up there. Yeah, yeah. it's for the mems. Absolutely. Ah, oh, we love grandmas. I love grandmas. Me too. All right. My question for you is, how do you start your day? And I think, uh, <laughs> I know, I know, this is going to be a while because I, I guarantee you it's going to be a mess of a show that she's going to explain uh, here, but I'm ready for it. You're I- asking a person that has to be at work at 445 what I do to start the day. Absolutely. So I guess let me just tell you what I do on a weekday and then what I do on a weekend because those are two totally different, totally different things. Monday through Friday, she gets in the car and screams. <laughs> I'm just playing. I mean, that's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. No, um, my alarm goes off at 3 a.m. So you best believe I'm in bed. I try to be in bed by eight, but let's be honest, I'm probably usually not trying to go to sleep till nine, but it's weird because it's like at this point in my life, I start to feel really guilty if I'm awake by like 930. Really? It's crazy. But when you got to get up at 3 a.m., right, right. 930, you're already at a you're, five and a half hour mark, you're right? You're stressing. You're right, stressing. Right, certain stress. So 3 a.m. and I probably hit snooze about four times and drive my boyfriend crazy and pisses him off every morning, but <laughs> he still loves me. Um, because at, by the fourth snooze, he is literally like, can you please get up? And I'm like, all right, fine, I'll get up. So that's my, that's my morning every morning. It's really very stressful. practicing that to tell death do us part. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. early, huh? <sighs> We're not even married yet. And he's already stressed out. Um, 
So yeah, so about about 3.30 is when I actually get up, get out of bed, give myself 15 minutes to get ready. So usually that includes a quick swipe of mascara, throw my hair in a bun, put on some sweats, and my coffee maker's going off. I got to start, get my coffee, let my dog out, and usually I'm out the door by 4 a.m. I don't do much in the morning, I'll be honest. I don't even pack a lunch. I literally grab an apple and a granola bar and head out the door. So then I drive 40 minutes to work in the dark. How does that drive? You know what? I have different coping mechanisms. Yeah, okay? Let's break down this 40-minute drive. We wanted to hit the play-by-play. Well, here you go. First experience. 40-minute right. drive from let's, Middlebury let's to this. Mishawaga. If I'm in a good mood, okay, I will listen to usually music, like top 40 hits, pop music kind of stuff. I'm all about that. So I'll listen to that, or I'll listen to one of my CDs if I can't find anything good on the radio. Ooh. I'm a big fan of Halsey, so Halsey's in my, my stereo right now. Ooh, I do love me some me. You love you some you? Yeah, don't, is it? I love me. I'm going to love myself and I don't care nobody. Is that her? Isn't it? I don't think so. Oh, well, when you said Halsey, that was the first thing that came to mind. I don't, I don't think he knows who I'm Oops, talking about. It's okay. Out. It's okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the song that you would know, but it's I, I'm put too much on the spot. I can't even think of her songs right now, and I love her. Um, anyway, so I would listen to music if I'm in, or or I like to listen to um, George Norrie's Coast to Coast sometimes. Mm. I don't know if you've ever listened to that. Never. Um, it's the show that I feel like I'm promoting myself right now, but it's a show that airs before Michiana's Morning News in the morning. It's on 95.3 MNC. The reason I like it is because I'm super into like ghost stories and conspiracies and all the creepy stuff, UFO Ooh. sightings, all that. And some days they talk about that and they'll have callers calling in about their ghost experiences or they'll have psychics doing psychic readings over the phone. And like, I find it all super fascinating. So if I'm in a good mood and I'm not tired, I'll listen to that if they're talking about something I find interesting. Sometimes what they're talking about, I just, I'm like, meh, I'm mm. going to zone out too much. I'm tired. Um, so it depends on the day. If I'm really sleepy, sometimes I just have to turn off the turn off the heat and drive in the ice cold to keep me awake. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's drastic hard. out there. It's hard it out hard. there when you work early in the morning. But I make it. I made it every day. Deer? What do you have to dodge more, deers or buggies? In the mornings, there's no buggies on the road. Really? Because... I might see maybe one once a week for like 4 a.m. crew. Usually the people on the road are heading to Middlebury for all the factories because there's right. all those RV factories around there. Right, right. So usually since I'm heading out um, the other way, I'm heading west coming to Mishawaka, there's not that much traffic for me because most people aren't heading that way. They're heading my way. Um I do see deer occasionally, but it hasn't really been that big of a deal. My biggest struggle is when it gets snowy and icy, and then I have to drive through Elkhart and not take the bypass, because sometimes I can take the highway if the, if the weather's nice, but then I have to drive through Elkhart if the weather's snowy because the bypass is slippery. It's just a whole, it's a whole thing. And the drive through Every Elkhart, it's not morning. like it's just like a five-minute drive either. Sometimes it can take like 20 minutes to get through Elkhart. Oh, 100%. For the folks who don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is, unless you really enjoy your job, don't work early like that, because it is a struggle every day to get to work. I will tell you. I give you a lot of respect there, uh, B. Thanks. And then the- <laughs> <laughs> that was the most nervous thanks I've ever heard in my life. Thanks. Thanks. Like, oh my gosh, same. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then, the, and then the weekends, I usually get up at like 7.30 or 8. But no, then it screws yeah. me up for Monday, you know? So I feel like you asked me a really loaded question about my morning my morning traditions. Not my morning traditions, what I'm trying to think. My morning r- routine. Absolutely. That's the word I'm looking for. Um so no morning dance party. I don't no have nothing a like routine. That. Like I feel like some people. You know who I'm really jealous of? Who? The people that get up and do like yoga in the morning and oh. like drink tea and like 
right in their devotional and stuff. And it's like, how do you have your life together that much? The devotional, huh? You know what I mean? Though? Yeah, absolutely. Like, not that I would have that specific routine, but I'll be on like TikTok or Instagram or watching videos <laughs> and people will go for like a morning jog before they even make their first cup of coffee. And I'm like, how are you that put together? Uh, you know, some of those people, I believe, maybe start your day and don't have to show up to do a morning okay, show. Okay, look, I used to work at 10 back in Fort Wayne when I worked there. My shift was 10 a.m. to 6. I still wasn't doing that stuff. Oh, come on. And I had plenty of time in the morning. I was getting up at 8.30. Really? I'm yeah. actually kind of surprised by this. I am not a morning person. This never happened? I fake it till I make it. Okay. I'm a morning person. 100% I'm of the I'm jealous. Way. I wish. I'm so jealous of morning people. Actually, that was one of the questions I had on my list for you. Morning person or night owl. So there you go. But see, it's a hell of a contradiction when it's both. Because so you're I, both? I am both. I am definitely both. I can be a night owl. <laughs> so when do you crash? Midday? You take naps? To be honest with you, no. Um, I actually don't even like naps anymore. Uh, last Friday, you know, I was filling in for uh, one of the folks on the morning show doing sports, and then I had a game that night. I went home, and uh, I didn't take a nap. So basically from 3 a.m. to about 2 a.m., I was up. Yeah, from... So do you just survive on caffeine all day? No. Uh, you're I, just blessed. No, no, no. I was just... And it's on the days where you're... When you love what you do, right? I mean, right, You're okay. talking about you okay. love coming okay. into work in the morning. And then that excitement and adrenaline of doing your, your last game, which was a regional championship game, you know, that, that was exciting. So, yeah, I mean, that adrenaline just kind of gets you through there. Okay, I'm not going to ask you. I was going to ask you about the morning person or night owl. I feel like we covered that, but I feel like I need to ask a different question then. Oh, boy. I have a good one for you. What did your child self want to be when you grew up? Oh, man, I wanted to be president of the United States of America. Oh, classic. No, Why I, am I not surprised by that? Second grade Josh would literally show up to school dressed in a suit that his mom got him for uh, picture day. Uh-huh. And literally just chose it to wear every did day. Did you have a little flag pin on your lapel? I did. I no did. way. I did because in fourth grade, I went as George W. Bush for Halloween. Because it was election. It was like election time as well. So he was running for president yeah. as well. Yep, 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was wild. So yeah, I wanted to be president of the United so States. So do you still feel that way? Someday you could be president? Or has that dream just kind of went by the wayside? Um, I think, honestly, that feeling, uh, and this is going to be a serious answer, which I know is, it's okay. is weird. But uh, I don't want to be president anymore. In fact, uh, I think that, that want to be president was just a, an affliction with, um, you know, Again, it's not that I grew up without a dad. My dad was very instrumental in my life, but I, I grew up without a dad being raised by just my mom alone and seeing my dad every other weekend. Mm -hmm. So throughout the time you didn't have him, you're looking up at other role models. That's why football and sports were so instrumental to me because it was a way to kind of show life values and life lessons. Your idols. Absolutely. So I looked up to Ronald Reagan. I looked up to John F. Kennedy. I looked up to Eisenhower. Um, historical figures of our past um, and read books on them. I know it sounds so nerdy, but yeah. Hey, you know what, though? This is probably why you like learning so much. Maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah. So and then I kind of learned what made them good and what made them like these great people. And it just turns out that they were just really good about listening to people and acting for people. So it doesn't mean that you have to be president now in order to be able to do those things. You mm -hmm. can do any job. I mean, Brooklyn, we're so blessed to be in the position we're in. And broadcasting because if we want to at any point in time we can start a method campaign and go out there and make change lives you know mm -hmm. just by voicing our our concerns or maybe you know giving someone else a voice you know and so um yeah 
that's uh I think uh childhood Josh what I wanted to be has kind of evolved into into something now that uh yeah it's making an impact I like that and you know what you're so right like what you're doing now you can still make an impact so right, you right. don't you don't have to be president and I'll be honest I could not imagine being the president in this day and age just with all the stress that comes with oh, it. No so way. you know what? You're still doing the good fight, <laughs> but you don't have to be super stressed while you're doing it. And then I wanted to be a priest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not laughing at the fact you want she to be a priest. She like, no I way. just love how I thought we were wrapping this up, and then you have to drop that bomb. I had to, because I couldn't and let I this go. Yeah. You know what I wanted to be? What you want to be? A dental hygienist. Okay, that's the most random thing in the world. I looked up to them when I was a kid. Why? Well, obviously you had to look up to them, literally. Okay, literally. <laughs> but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to take away from your priest thing. You can no, ex- no, no, no. Okay. Dental hygienist. Come on. One. Look, I thought going to the dentist was super cool as a kid, which is so nerdy so and lame. Random. That's so lame. All the other kids are like, oh, I have to go to the dentist today. And I'm over here like, I'm going to the dentist. Dude, literally, kids were mad. And mad I was like, let's go. All right. Dentist. But you know what? I think it was just, the, I don't know if I just had great dental hygienists in my life. I didn't think I'd ever say that sentence, but I think that they're just so nice. They were such, <laughs> such nice ladies. And you know what? I think it really was like, I feel like I'm at therapy right now and it's all coming to me at this moment. Oh I think I was looking for something that I needed to do as an adult, because I feel like when you're a kid, everyone always asks you, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? What are you going to do when you grow up? And you're like, I'm seven. You're putting so much pressure on me because like, even going into college, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. But I feel like I had to come up with something. And so I was like, I kind of like going to the dentist. And these dental hygienist leaders are super nice. So, like, that's what I want to do. How old, were you, how old were you when you figured this out? I mean, out? probably like kindergarten, first grade. Oh, my God. That's what I wanted to be. <laughs> okay? Somebody's got to do it. I bet you the reactions that you got as a kid from adults when you were like, like hey, what do you want to be when you're a kid? <laughs> there's like the lineup of kids and they're like i want to be a princess i'm gonna be president i'm gonna go to outer space i want to be a dental hygienist (laughs) whose kid is this whose kid can can the parent of the dental hygienist uh please come pick your kid up at the front office (laughs) somebody get their kid oh we say that but you know what somebody has to do it and they have a you know they're they're like they're fighting the good fight they're cleaning our teeth somebody somebody needs to help me out i hope you know it's all love when i say okay it's all right okay good good your future your kid is going to be a dental hygienist though and i have to take them seriously that's the way the world works that so your kid's gonna be president is that what you're saying god i hope not or a priest well you know what you know if he wants to be a priest that's fine there you go yeah all right yeah I think it's your turn. Is it my turn? Yeah. Is it my turn? Okay. Um, Let me tell you. Well, let me ask you this. I could go a couple of different ways, but I think I'm going to ask you probably what your favorite vacation was. Ooh. Uh, And this could be ever. I mean, you go ahead and feel free. Once I answer this, I want you to answer it too, because I was actually going to ask you the same question. Really? Yeah. Um, My favorite vacation is actually super easy to answer. And if people haven't caught on to this by now that I'm super nerdy, like they're going to catch on real quick. Because my favorite vacation was going to Harry Potter World in Orlando. It was the coolest thing ever. And it's been like five years now. And I still think about it all the time. Well, first of all, let me break this down. Yeah, I need to break down here. Me and my best friend in college. She's still my best friend. But my best friend that I made in college. We were between junior and senior 
years of college. And it was that summer in between. We're both 21, you know, don't have much responsibility. We're like, let's go on vacation together and do this while we can. So we literally got in a car. We took turns paying for gas from the drive from Bloomington all the way down to Florida. And her grandpa was nice enough to pay for our hotel for the week. And all we had to pay for was food, gas, and then we took a two-day trip over to Orlando to go to Harry Potter World. And we just spent the whole week in Daytona and Orlando, and it was super, super fun. We're freshly 21, so we know uh, what that means. There, yeah. was a, there was a bar across the street from the hotel in Daytona that was free drinks. You just had to pay a cover. And then they gave you drinks the whole night. What? So you can imagine. It was wild. Was it, it was a so ladies' much... night or something? Or was it was just anybody? Ed- I'm pretty sure it was anyone, but you like, I mean, we were still tipping the bartender, so yeah. you're well, still of paying, of oh, course, yeah. but That's you're a not. a night for the bartender. Exactly. And honestly, I, it makes me wonder if they make more money in the long run because people are probably tipping more because they're not getting, they're not paying for the drink. So wonder, I wonder though, what happens in that percentage of like, do they have to make a cut at the end of the night? I don't know. It's probably something you'll never know, but yeah. it was super, super fun. And so we spent a couple days in Daytona, then we went over to Orlando, spent a couple days, and then we went back to Daytona for a couple days, and that was our trip. But Orlando, both of us are huge Harry Potter fans. Like, I mean, we've read all the books multiple times, we've read or watched the movies multiple times, we were ready to go. And once we walked in, I don't know if you've ever been to Orlando Studios, no. but there's like a huge line you have to get in to get into the, like, go Just through... Disney World. It's basically like Disney World, but this, it's different kind of rides. It's like Marvel and Harry Potter and all okay, that stuff, right? Okay. And you have to go through the whole check to make sure you're not bringing any weapons or anything like that. So you have to go in this long line, and then you have to walk through the whole park to get back to the Harry Potter world. Because everything's broken down by sections. So like, there's like Dr. Seuss world, and there's like a Marvel section, and there's like all these different places. Right. Well, Harry Potter world, knowing my luck, was all the way in the back. So we were oh. literally running through Orlando to get to the very back. And I'll tell you what. From the second I stood, I can't even say this seriously. From the second I walked up and saw Hogsmeade. <laughs> tears. I can only imagine. Look. Jubilant tears. I literally dream about this still. I have dreams. Oh my God. Because it was midsummer, okay? But they have it decorated in a way that it looks like it's snowing 24 7. All the buildings are covered with snow, quote unquote snow. Because in the books and the movies, they always go to Hogsmeade when it's winter, okay? And I literally was like, I am in heaven. Like, if I were to die and this is where I end up, <laughs> I will be happy until the end of time. Like, honestly, I really hope that heaven is just like Harry Potter world. Oh, my God. But there is a whole Hogwarts. Okay. Are you a Harry Potter person? Because do you even know what I'm talking about? Yes, I Okay, do. okay, thank God. I, I'm not. Okay, listen. I want to be clear. I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but I've watched them. Okay, so you know Hogwarts, the, yeah, the castle. Absolutely. When I say there's a ride inside the castle... You have to walk through the castle to get to the ride. So you walk through Professor Lupin's office, his like classroom. You walk through um, Dumbledore's office. They have the talking portraits. Like they're literally talking to you. Right. Dumbledore passed away. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. He's a good guy. That was my favorite favorite character. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm a big fan of uh, Sirius Black personally. Oh. Yeah. You know, he's like bad, but he's not like too bad. That's that's, that's what I like. But um, anyway... Back to back to what I was talking about. Um, they even have the sorting hat in there talking to you. He's sitting on the wall. I'm telling you, there's ghosts in there. It's crazy. And at one point, I think we just got to Orlando the perfect time because it was like before kids got out of school, like elementary, middle school, high school, that hadn't ended for the summer yet. Yeah. So we beat a lot of the families. So we barely had any lines at any of the rides, which is crazy because like if you've been to Disney World, you know you have to stand in line for two hours sometimes to Absolutely. go on those rides. 
We literally went into Hogwarts and got to walk through the castle by ourselves. So we were low-key pretending that we were Hogwarts students. And then (laughs) I'm telling you, people are going to be like, who is this chick? (laughs) Okay, okay. And the best part was we could get off the ride and run through Hogwarts again and get back on it in five minutes because there was no line. When was this? This was like uh, the summer of 2016. Okay. May-ish. I'm, I'm telling you, it was like right after we got out of college, but before everyone else got out of school. Because college always ends first. That's amazing. It was the best thing of my life. And I, I was actually just at a bar a couple months ago, and I was talking to some friends about Harry Potter World, and the bartender heard me, and he was like, wait, are you talking about Harry Potter World? And I was like... Yeah. You were in love. You're like, we went on a whole 20-minute conversation about Harry Potter World. I'm telling you what, like, I think everyone that knows me and is close to me is tired of hearing about this trip because <laughs> I talk about it all the time. This is the first time I've actually ever hearing about this trip, so I can fully say that I am not tired of hearing okay, about well, it. Okay, well, you don't want to bring it up again because I will go on a long tangent all over again, but I, safe to say that was the best vacation I'll probably ever go on in my whole life. Hopefully know, I'll go back. You know what's wild is... uh. Well, that's uh, that was your innocent Orlando trip, and this is my favorite vacation, but this sparks the memory of when I was down in Orlando at Disney World in eighth grade with okay. my first ever, it's my family. We went first ever vacation. I was not a Disney guy growing up, and the fact that they took me out of my eighth grade football season when I was playing quarterback, oh. team is 4-0, oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm mad. To go see Cinderella. Steaming mad that I got pulled onto a plane and had to miss like six days of a football season, including one game, and they lost that game. But my, probably because you were gone. It, it, you know hey. what? Besides the point, we got down to Orlando, went to this place called the Epcot. My goodness, the cultural experience that I got from there was amazing. But the best thing ever, I ended up. Uh, I don't know where I told my mom I was going, but they went to some Disney thing there, and I was like, "Wow, okay, well." And we were staying in this place called. Uh, it was supposed to be like kind of like Port of New Orleans or something mm-hmm. like that. It was weird. Uh, very uh, Louisiana French quarters type of ish. But uh, we, uh, I met this British foreign exchange student. Yes. Oh, I got to watch fireworks with this gal. Oh, yes. It was amazing. No, no, no. Listen, eighth grade Josh, all had been forgiven and all was right in the world. But she opened her mouth and she was like, hello. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh my goodness are you fake is this real is this hey real? you know what i missed football for chick. this okay. absolutely oh absolutely man it was the uh, it was the most amazing thing i don't remember her name uh, i don't i didn't see her after that and that was okay maybe you'll see her again someday no no absolutely she, oh. you know like dean martin says uh you know what uh just down by the the river of my memories you know so that wasn't your favorite vacation though no my favorite vacation was uh my dad, he's a dare officer. You know, as a police officer, he kind of picked up a, another a title as dare officer. So he goes and teaches a dare class about mm-hmm. not doing drugs and trying to get the kids to be smart growing up. And uh, so part of those, he used to have these dare conferences. They were either in Nashville, Tennessee, Houston, Texas, um, Orlando, Florida, or San Diego, California. And every time they were in Nashville, my dad and I would go. And so we went to this one that was in Nashville and he had to drive his dare car down there, which is a police car that basically has like the dare logos on it. And uh, it's still a squad car, so you can still get pulled over by it. Um, so we had to drive it down to Nashville together. And it was just him and I in the squad car for like eight hours. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I just remember that trip. Like I made my dad listen to EDM music. Oh my gosh! Yes, it was satellite radio. I made my dad listen to some EDM music for like maybe a good forty-five minutes, hour, and he put up with it. No, I gotta tell you. And it finally got to the point. He literally just reached over. He said, "Son, I can't stand any more of this shit." <laughs> my dad is not going to be the guy who's confrontational in that matter. But for right there, he kind of he put his foot down and he said, was "Over it." Absolutely. And then on the way back, on the way back. From Nashville back to South Bend. I think I uh, I farted one too many times. <laughs> no, I did. I farted one too many times in the squad car. And he told me, son, I'm going to pull over to the side of the road. I'm going to put you in the back. Of, in the back seat, there was like half cage, half regular back seat. So the cage was like a plastic box <laughs> on a plastic seat. Yeah, with like no door handle. So he's gonna make you hot box yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he did. He did that. Uh, we had just passed uh, Kokomo <laughs> on the way back up on thirty one, and uh, sure enough, uh, he pulled over to the side of the road. <laughs> said, "Son, if you don't get out and into the back seat, I'm gonna have to get out and put you in there myself." And uh, I got out. Excuse me. Hold on. This was your favorite trip. Yeah. It's my dad. I mean, that was like that was one of the, that was like our first ever like. All right, so again, being from a divorce, yeah, yeah. your parents, I didn't really get to do too many things with my actual dad that okay. were just him and I. That was like the first time it was just it was dad and and little son here, just Josh and and Tim, little farty farty son. Well, he was a fart monster too. Okay, listen, and this the one thing that's amazing about this is no matter what, I don't know if it's just because we are still immature at this point, and I'm talking about the male side of my family, but mm-hmm. holidays and stuff, someone farts, everyone starts laughing. I mean, no, it's still funny. My dad is this just over has there taking busting. a turn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm it's okay, so it's okay. sorry to the listeners out there, but Brooklyn is working on getting me realmed into here. You know what? They're seeing the real and true you right now. I, I think so. I hope you guys like it because I mean, this is. I, I think am. it's. I think you're funny. Okay. A little bit off topic, but funny. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you one more question because last question was yours. I got to know: Are you a dog or are you a cat person? That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, I'll tell you this. And it's not because I'm a bipartisan guy, but I am. Uh, I prefer dogs, unless they're if they're big dogs. So, like, uh, you know, my family has uh, two Germans. One's a King German Shepherd that's like 160 some pounds. He's a big Jeez. boy. Yeah, big boy. Uh, I love that because he's like a human. You know, he, oh, yeah. he has the human personality and, and like communicates with you almost mm-hmm. like if he's a human. I like cats, um, but there's only so much that you can do with a cat. I can literally wrestle with my 162 pound German Shepherd and not have to like, you know, worry about, you know, coming out with like scratch marks all over my face. Yeah. Cat. Oh, dude. Well, and cats, like I've actually been a cat person most of my life until recently, but I will say it's 50, 50 if you got a nice cat or a mean cat. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like most of the time it's actually a mean cat. I mean, there's some really awesome cats out there that'll be lovey and cuddly, but there's a lot of mean ones. And I feel like dogs... They're pretty friendly for the most part. Like, they just want to please you. They want to be your friend. They're They're just happy-go-lucky. I feel like it comes down to types of dogs, huh? Oh, for sure. Like, what's your favorite type of dog? I'd have to be, I'd have to say uh, Golden Retrievers only because that's what I grew up with. That's cute. Yeah. Was an old old yeller Golden Retriever? Uh, Either that or a Lab. They're pretty similar, though. Was he? Yeah. I don't know. but I grew up with the Golden Retriever, and... Um, he lived about 12 or 13 years and then he passed away and my parents got another one and he's like two now, but they're just like so sweet and kind and they love everyone. I know some dogs are like 
partial to one person over right. one another right. person. Golden Retrievers, they don't care. Really? They'll just love you. You can be a stranger and come in the house. That's the one thing, though. They are not good guard dogs because if someone comes in the house, they're just happy to see you. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you want something out of the fridge? I, I'm trained to get a beer. I've 100%. seen those. Seen those I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> not my parents, but I've seen them. Oh, my goodness. All right, so this brings me to my question for you. Um, and I know that you're not a reader because, uh, believe it or not, at one point in time, I had asked Brooklyn to do a book club <laughs> called Brooklyn's Book Club, and she just was not about it. She was like, I can't hey, accurately make a book club happen if I'm not consistently read. a reader myself. I read. I'm just not good about doing it in a like a time span. Like you give yourself a month to read a book for a book club. It's going to make me not want to read the book because it's <laughs> it's it's giving me a time limit for it. You know what I mean? All right. So what's your question? Okay. All right. Well, if you could, and I know this might make you think a little bit, mm-hmm. what is your favorite lyric of all time? Lyric? It could be lyrics, lyric of all time. Oh, from a song? Absolutely. I mean, that was a stupid question, obviously, from a song. Well, I mean, hey, um, it could be from a book, you know, movie, Oh, my musical, gosh. I don't know. I don't know. I would have to say, I don't know if I can think of a specific lyric. I would say to break it down a little bit, my favorite band of all time would be the Beatles, hands down, love them to death. Favorite person on the in the Beatles is Paul McCartney. So it would probably come from a Paul McCartney song. Can I tell you which one? I would have to think about that for a while. Whew. You got me with a good one. I got you with a good one. She's stuck over there. Like I, I'm staring at her eyes. I don't eyes know if and... I can give you a lyric. I feel like I can give you songs, though. You know what my favorite, can I give you one of my favorite songs? Go for it. Okay, I feel like that's a good, and probably there's good lyrics in that song, but you know what, this one's going to be a little sentimental for me, but I grew up with a dad who was super into all kinds of music. He um, has been a drummer since he was 16, he still does it to this day, he's introduced me to all kinds of different music, and one of the favorite, my favorite things that he introduced me to was the Beatles, like I grew up i mean i was probably six or seven i was already listening to the beatles and i remember actually being i think it was christmas i was seven years old and one of my christmas presents was the beatles the one album that's got like all the classics on it yeah and it wasn't too long after that i was probably nine or ten he was teaching me how to play guitar because he also can play guitar not as well as drums but he can he can strum around and the first song he taught me how to play was blackbirds from the Beatles. Aww. And so that song has always just been really special to me because it's got like the relationship with my dad in it. It's my favorite band. Um, Paul McCartney had a huge influence in writing that song. And Paul McCartney is my hands down, my favorite artist of all time. And so that's definitely um, that's one, of the, one of the songs that I love so much. And I probably couldn't play it on guitar anymore, but it was super fun being like nine or 10 and being able to play a song that was decently well-known like if i played it people would know what i was playing um and i've actually always thought about maybe getting like a tattoo that had like some semblance to blackbirds you or... should do that i might i might at some you point do i that. don't know you're I, a tattoo gal too i got one of my i got my first tattoo earlier this year and what they say is true once you get one you want to get more and so <laughs> i would be lying if i said it. i wasn't always just kind of thinking about hmm what can i tattoo next but i've always been one of those people that i refuse to get one that doesn't have any meaning to me right, right. because i don't want to regret it right and no, it needs meaning. I'm the kind of person that I change my mind a lot on stuff. And so I felt like if I got one that didn't really mean anything and I just thought it looked cool, two years down the road, I'd be like, why did I do this to myself? So I've been thinking about it, but I feel like that would be a cool one. I love that story, but I, and I like that concept even better. That is, uh, that's going to be awesome. I really hope that you do this. Well, we'll see. Every chance I get, I'm going to pursue 
you know, pursue you to make sure that you okay. get this tattoo. All um, right. Hey, I got to tell you, though, hip hop hooray. That's my jam, man. Hip hop hooray. Hip hop hooray. Ho. Oh, hey. oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, why did I not know it was called that? Listen, the most be- the best lyric I've ever heard in my life. He goes, you drew a picture of my morning, but you couldn't make my day. And I think that is hey. just lyrically genius because literally everyone tries to make a picture oh. of everyone's mornings. I feel silly bringing this back up. What's that? But I do know one of my favorite lyrics because mm. it, I feel silly. I feel so stupid right now. Aww. It's literally tattooed on me. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know what? I'm going to uh, back up out of here. Okay. Take a moment. Uh, oh, yep. You're listening to so Grumish. Can I scratch my answer? <laughs> Yeah. No, you know what? No, I still stand by. Great, I stand by my answer. Gave, I stand by my answer, but I have to tell you another one because you just reminded me. She just won an IAB off of that uh, first oh uh, IBA off of that okay. one. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna get sentimental again right after we've been laughing too. But I gotta tell you the story. Okay, she's gonna make me cry, guys. Okay, I'm not gonna make you cry, but it's a little bit deep. Okay. <laughs> My grandma. We keep talking about grandmas. We love grandmas. I love my... Okay. And I was especially close to my mom's mom. Like, I... she, I Sometimes I just refer to her. I was like... That's like my second mom. Oh. I was I was raised at her house as much as I was raised in my house. Yeah. And she passed away unexpectedly in 2015. And ever since she died, um, I always was like, I have to get some sort of tattoo. Like, I have to. Because, like, to me, if there's one person I never want to forget, it's her. And I took a really long time to think about what my tattoo was going to be because, like I said, I didn't want it to be something that I was going to regret. Even though it was to my grandma, I still felt like there was a chance that, like, it had to be perfect, right? Right. Well, she always used to sing me certain songs when I was a kid and all kinds of different. She was a big fan of um, The Sound of Music, if you know that movie. I had to watch it every weekend. I mean, I love that movie, but I watched it probably 95 times in my life. So it gets kind of old. So it's not from that. But she would always sing me songs from that movie called like, uh, or the song, um, My Favorite Things. These are a few of my favorite things. You know what I'm talking about? Well, another song that she used to sing was, I think it's just like an oldie song. Like, I don't even know where it came from, but it's called like a bushel and a peck. And it's like, I love you, a bushel and a peck bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. Do you know what I'm talking about? You've never heard of that? No. Okay, so I know that song by heart, and it's actually a lot longer than what I just sang. I don't want to sing for you guys, though, because there's a reason that I'm in radio and not going on American Idol. It's a little late for that. You kind of started. But I'm not going to get, like, into it. Into it. I don't don't want to embarrass myself. Okay. Well, long story short, I have a bushel and a peck tattooed on my arm. Because it's from, that's what it's from. So... In the song, it says, I love you, a bushel and a peck. And she used to sing that to me. And so it was to me, it's like, she loves me on my arm 24-7. But it's not just saying, like, I love you. It says a bushel and a peck because, like, that was our thing. So that would be my favorite song lyric. And it took me just 20 minutes to process that whole thing. But here we are. We got two of the best answers ever. And you made it through that. That's the most important <sighs> part. I made it through. No, you made it through that. Because, like, that's that's tough, man. Yeah. That's and I tough. mean, I, yeah. And I, I know you've been there, too. Absolutely. Losing people, but especially, there's something about grandparents. And you know what? And this is kind of uh, part of, you know, on this inaugural episode, uh, you know, part of grownish. you know, I think uh, for the most part, folks who, on the other side of 25, this is when you start losing yes. some of those, those people in your lives. So it's kind of, I don't know if you feel, but it kind of feels good to, to share stories. And oh. Especially with someone who also has been there already. So for the folks who are on the other side of their speaker, you know, 
if unfortunately you found yourself in those circumstances, we hope that maybe you can find some comfort in, in hearing some of these stories. And, you know, I think eventually at the end, you, we're going to share our social media links. So that way, maybe you, if you want to share a story with us, we'd love to hear it. You oh, know? for sure. Absolutely. I um, love grandma's stories and grandpa's stories. I love stories. all kinds of stories, but especially grandparents. And I will say, this sounds a little cliche, but I always tell people this because I actually don't have any grandparents left. Like they've all passed away. And I tell people, enjoy that time. Yeah. And, Call Whether your you're grandparents. Close, call, call them. Even if you're not that close, take that opportunity and call them and get close because those stories from them, they are more important to me. The things that I've learned from my grandma and, you know, other Absolutely. grandparents, they stay with you forever. forever. And it's almost like, I mean, not to, you know, act like our grandparents are super old, but they're getting up there, especially when you're in your mid-20s to yeah. reach in 30. And it's basically like learning history, but from first person. Like you're getting to know this person and what they lived through. 80 years ago, 70 years ago, and it, there's something special about it, for sure. It so. is. Not to, not to end on a even super corny, my grandmother used to take me with her shopping all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, every time we crossed the parking lot going into the store, she used to reach out her hand and say, hold my hand. And I'd hold it, and she goes, remember this, I'm stuck on you like I'm stuck on glue. Oh! Gosh, I know. That's so cute. I know. And that would be a sign. She would reach out her hand, stuck on you, like stuck on glue, and boom, I'd hold her hand and we'd cross and And that's going to stick with you forever. Absolutely. I can't wait you to gotta, have grandkids. So I was I just going to say, you got to pass that on to your grandkids I know, someday. I can't wait. I know. Grownish, right? Grownish. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's my turn to ask you a question now. Let's see. Let's see. I got to know this one because I think we've all got these. Name a habit that just annoys you about people or no, annoys you about someone. What What's something that just gets under your last nerve? Chewing loudly. Chewing. Chewing loudly. Oh, my gosh. Like, and literally, I am I am the devil when it comes to taking me out and you're going to sit next to me with a bowl of chips there and you're just going, <laughs> I'm like, wow. All right. So if you're going on a first date and you're going to a movies and she's just slamming that popcorn next to you, is there not going to be a second date? Never. <laughs> Never. It's not even going to finish the date. We're not going to finish the race. Oh, wow. No, because I'm going to accidentally okay, say something. Okay, what if she's great, but that's her one flaw? Wow. Well. Like she's out? We're going to have some conversations at some point in time. It may not be right then and there. I'm going to have to. It depends. Like, is she, is it like a meal goat? You know, like, is it grazing over okay. the popcorn? Like, there's a lot of questions. I know that makes me seem like What if probably, she's like a gum chewer, like a pop star gum does that still count or is that different? You know how the people that are like, oh, like they're gum? It's like, dude, close your mouth. My grandma used to tell me, were you born in a barn? Yes. Were you born in a barn? Although I, I'll be honest, I'm not the best chewer. I've been called out about it. I'm not oh, going to wow. lie to you. So we're going to have So some... I'm just not going to eat around you anymore. <laughs> what is your pet peeve though? What's one thing that oh, gets you? Hands down. This goes hand in hand. Slow walkers and slow drivers. Yes. <laughs> I am, if I am out, I am going somewhere. I cannot stand, especially in I'm really tall, okay? So I, when I'm walking, I got long strides. And I cannot stand being behind somebody that's just shuffling. Unless they're an old person. I give them a pass. Or a little tiny kid, obviously. Do you really? Yeah, for sure. I just want to make sure. Especially like it's like an old person with a little walker. I'm not going to get mad. You know, take your time. You've lived your life. You know, get where you need to go at your pace. The <laughs> average, The average Joe, though, let's get to moving. I can't stand it. I will come up behind you so quick and... Ease around you as fast as I can, but I also can't stand when I'm on the road. And I, I'll be honest, I usually drive five over the speed limit, but who doesn't? I feel like it goes without saying. If it says 35, everyone's going 40. That's Nine, just how it you're is. you're fine, then you're mine. 
What did you just say? Nine, you're fine. Oh, ten, you're mine? Ten, you're mine. This is coming from a, a cop son. Absolutely, so. that's the rule of thumb. I don't even go ten over, though. I think that's too fast. Nine, you're fine. Okay, well, maybe ten, I'll, don't mine. tell me that. But I'll tell you what, I cannot stand when people are going under the speed limit. I cannot stand. I will literally, I'm not mean. Like, I'm I don't I don't have road rage where I'm flipping people off or banging on my horn. But I will drive by and look at you through my window and give you a look. I'm with you. So that's annoying. My pet peeve, hands down. I cannot stand slow people. You give the dirtiest possible look. I'll kind of look can. at them. I mean, obviously, me people can't see me right now, What's but wrong I, with you? I'm giving them the judging eye. You've been eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> She's driving by. <laughs> Peace. Later. Is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I mean, dude, this is amazing just to see where some of these questions oh, are yeah, leading to. For sure. What's your first celebrity crush? <gasps> oh, to go there. Oh, I know. Aaron Carter. Aww. Oh my gosh, I loved. He was actually my first concert too. That is so cute. Yeah. Um. I, I think don't know why I was. Cute, but like. I mean, he was adorable. He's like, not. He's got like a face tat now. He has some like felonies. I'm pretty sure. Oh. So he's not so cute now, but he's a bad boy. He was like the <laughs> it boy back in the day, right? <laughs> and um, my very first concert, my dad actually surprised me with Aaron Carter tickets when I was like seven, and I didn't even know. Like we were just having a normal day, and he's like, "Hey, like." Do you want to go out, go somewhere? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, I have something for you. And he just handed me two tickets to go see Aaron Carter because he was in Fort Wayne that night. And obviously being seven, I didn't even know he was in town. And it was the best night ever. Aww, I was, I thought, seven. I mean, you know, when you're like seven and you get dressed up in your little like, like sparkly shirt and you go to the Coliseum and you think that Aaron Carter sees you in the audience and is going to fall in love with you. Like, that's where I was. Obviously, that didn't happen for me. But I feel like every girl goes through that. <laughs> And I know that I see girls talking about this on TikTok. So if you're listening, you know you can relate to this. But were you just like, you, they, they're going to see you in the crowd. Oh, like you're, you're, you're the one that stands Absolutely. out. Yeah. You're I don't know who I thought I was, girl. but I probably I mean, had like a seven. headband in with my bangs sticking out in weird ways. And, seven year but old I thought I was Brooklyn. cool. Aww. Okay. So Aww. that's my celeb crush. What's yours? Hillary Dove. Okay. Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yeah. It was the same concept right there. They were in that same kind of genre, like that Disney feel. But I do distinctly remember, and this might be my f- first memory ever of having feelings towards a, a, the opposite. Britney Spears. Oh. When that hit me, baby, one more time. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had man. her CDs. Do you remember pulling out the uh, album cover? And it's so funny. Zach, you know, one of the program directors here just posted some on Facebook about pulling out album Oh, covers. yeah. And they'd have the poster. And Britney Spears is one was a big. I can old imagine poster. her where she sits like. Oh, yeah. I, I know exactly what picture you're oh, talking it about. It was amazing, and I swear that and probably eleven other million boys at that point had that poster somewhere up on the wall in the room, and and uh, oh, and that, I had Aaron Carter. See, exactly. Same thing because I had like two or three of his CDs, and then uh, Backstreet Boys. His brother was in Backstreet Boys. Nick Carter. Oh my! I was goodness. in love with them too. In sync. I never knew that. Oh yeah, that was. Do you know Backstreet Boys? Well, I mean, the blonde dude is Aaron Carter's big brother. And so that's, I'm pretty sure, how Aaron Carter got his start. Like his his brother was yes, already in showbiz. I know and, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Wait a minute, to me for a uh, second. I always got confused down, with down, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know the words, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, what is Every that 90s sign? baby, they know. Bye, bye, bye. No, that's NSYNC. Oh, see, okay, I told you, I always, right, got, I always right. got confused, damn it. NSYNC <laughs> is the one that had Justin Timberlake in it. That, never mind. Yes. Uh, I didn't m- really mess with Backstreet Boys then. Okay, I feel like we're ending on a good note to kind of switch topics here. Um, next, we're going to come back with just, you know, let's talk about what we plan for the future episodes, just so people kind of know what to expect. What's Absolutely. coming up next? All What's right, stay tuned. Next.
Okay, so I know that we don't have a lot of episodes planned yet. We need to, but we don't have them planned. But I thought we could mention just a few for people to look forward to. And there was one that actually we talked about a few days ago that I have been really wanting to talk about. And that is just as much as I'm tired of hearing about COVID and quarantine and all that stuff. Like we talked about a little bit earlier in this episode, we're in different stages in our life right now and we are around different people and you're out dating and all that stuff. And I just kind of wanted to take a minute to talk about how it's affecting the relationships in our life, because I know even though we're in different areas, COVID's affected everybody. Absolutely. So I just feel like right now would be probably a good time to cover it. I mean, hopefully it doesn't stick around much longer, but we're still dealing with it right now and it is still affecting our relationships. So I'm thinking next episode, we should cover this. Uh, I guess I get to become Taylor Swift over here and do my tell all of my horrors or experiences and not all of them me. I know you're looking at me here like, yeah, how many of these were your mess ups? Not many, but I had a lot of fun, including a trip up to the UP with one of them. So, I mean, that was a blast. Well, you know what? I am ready to hear it. Okay. And you know what? I was also kind of naming a couple other things that we could talk about. Um, One thing that I've been really wanting to talk about is just conspiracies. Oh, yes. I mean, in this day and age, we've got the Internet and all kinds of websites. And one thing that I am all over is Reddit. I love Reddit. Reddit. Um, One of the things about Reddit is you can follow all kinds of different pages. And one of the pages I cover or follow is like conspiracies and like ghost stories and stuff. And I'll tell you what, not to be spooky or anything right now, but I <laughs> but I have quite a few stories of my own. So I thought dedicating an episode just to that, I mean, I could talk forever oh, about ghost do. stories. Please do. I want to hear your top three best ghost stories. Oh, I've got that you some have. good ones. And they're not they're not ones that are making up. It's stuff that I've been living through. Oh my gosh. Yes. The paranormal activities are real. It's real, people. I'm telling it's real. you. Oh my god. She just grabbed the mic like, oh it's she holds real. it with a grudge right now. This is this is real. <laughs> So, yeah. So, I think, I honestly think we've got a lot to look forward, forward to. to that one. Conspiracy theories, though. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> We're going to have to wrap up and sit by a fire and Make tune sure, in. Oh, my goodness. And the leaves are all gone outside, too, and it gets it's dark at, like, 6 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's past Halloween, but it's Halloween in my heart year long. <laughs> oh, forever. It's Nightmare Before Christmas in Brooklyn, <laughs> Beatty's life. What's the next one, though? What you got? So, yeah, I don't have a ton planned. I was also thinking we could talk about Netflix shows or stuff we have been binge-watched because I will be honest, I'm getting to the point now where I don't know many shows that I haven't seen. And I know there's a ton out there, but all the basic ones, like the ones that everybody's seen, Friends, The Office, Parks and Rec, all that kind of stuff, I've seen it, and I've seen the whole thing. because I watched. (laughs) She's not done with it. I watch too much TV. I really do. Okay. It's it's embarrassing. Guilty pleasure. When I say I have hobbies, it's called sitting on the couch and watching shows. Oh, wow. Um, I know. uh, I need to be more active in my life. This is COVID, though. Okay, but I didn't have excuses before COVID, and I was still doing the same thing. Okay, well, I got no excuses for that one. No I gave excuses. you one, and you just threw that one out, out the window. I should have just taken it. You really could have. So, <laughs> I don't know. And we'll have to talk about this later, but I thought I would just throw a few ideas out there to keep people hooked. I like it. I like it. Some of the ideas I think we're going to go off of is, uh, same with that Netflix premise, taking a show that we've never seen before. And then maybe making inferences on what happens throughout the show. Maybe and we can then we got to watch it and yeah. come back. See how wrong we were. Or we're maybe probably going to be really wrong. Or maybe how right we were. Huh? Huh? We'll see. We'll have to find a sh- You know, it's going to be hard, though, to find the show. Because, like I said, I've seen a lot of shows. we got to pick one of those new ones. And maybe it has to be... No, get this. It has to be European. 
because that Ooh. way there's subtitles and we can just make up words at that point. Oh my gosh. Fun fact really quick about me. This yeah. just reminded me. Did you ever as a kid watch shows and turn off the sound and make up the story with anybody? Or was that just something I did? Hmm. My sisters and I used to sit in front of cartoons and literally turn off the sound, like mute it, and then talk for the characters. And then we would play and like listen and see what they were really talking about. And it usually had nothing to do with what we were making up. But it was seriously like a hobby of mine. So that's basically what we're going to do, but as adults. And this is exactly why we're grownish because I'm still a child and I still want to do that. So. Oh, that was Did the I best thing. That give was TMI? A, okay. No, no, no. It was the best okay. thing ever. It was best so thing. fun. Best thing I've ever heard. Okay. Well, I just had to throw that out there. You, that's like what play-by-play broadcasters do to practice maybe, for their game. Hey, I maybe like, I just already knew what I was going to do. I was going to be a play-by-play broadcaster. Well, I'm not for, play-by-play, but I, I knew I was in broadcasting, so maybe I just... Maybe you could do play-by-play for like Looney Tunes. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe We're going to make it a thing. I feel like we should make it a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly, there is a lot to look forward to in this growing. podcast. A lot of growing. We have a lot of growing to do. <laughs> but you know what I find is really funny and entertaining? So, hey. We're, just, <laughs> yeah. we're taking our life day by day. Yes. I thought we should take a minute to kind of tell people where they can reach us. Because, hey, if you have an idea for a show, if you have a question about something we talked about, or if you just want to throw your two cents in on something we discussed, we would love to hear it. So personally, you can find me on Twitter, just at Brooklyn Beatty, all together, no spaces, nothing like that. And on Facebook, I have a page you can like. Literally, just look up Brooklyn Beatty on Facebook and you'll find me. Uh, Twitter for me, you just have to put in Josh RW underscore Williams, and that's uh, where you can find me on Twitter. Again, Josh RW underscore Williams, and on Facebook, hey, just type in Josh Willie Williams. You'll find me. All right, and also, I just took the liberty just recently to make pages for our Grownish podcast. No way. There's not much happening yet. We don't even have any followers, no posts, nothing, but it is happening. Oh my gosh, I'm so um, excited. So, I'm so excited. to follow us on these, I have a Facebook page. It's literally Grownish Podcast, and Grown is Grown hyphen ish podcast. Twitter, it's at Grownish Podcast, no hyphens, nothing, just at Grownish Podcast. And because Josh insists <laughs> that we get on TikTok, I don't know what we're going to TikTok about, but he insists we're on there because apparently that's where the cool and hip kids are these days. Absolutely. Uh, we are at Grownish Podcast on TikTok. So there's a lot to look forward to there. And if you have any questions or comments, you can also email us at grownishpodcast at gmail.com. So there's all kinds of ways to reach us these days. We're all over the social media webs. I just want you to know you really are my best friend for creating that TikTok. Look, you gave me a lot of grief. For it. You gave me a lot of grief, but. You you conceded and you made a TikTok. Because here you you bring up a good point. If something goes viral on TikTok, you're famous. Absolutely. One time. So you know what? We get it viral. People start listening to us. We made it big. And you know what? That that's what brings us to the uh, younger crowd. You know, I know we're grownish and we're growing, but this will link us to the younger generation. We must get to these kids. Exactly. (laughs) I think that's where we leave it. So uh, thanks for listening to us today. We appreciate you tuning into our first episode. Oh, man, that was amazing, Brooklyn. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next one. All right. We'll talk to you soon. This is Grownish. Podcast by Federated Media. Podcast by Federated Media.